smoky little room down in Nineveh. I got a little tuna about a man of cod and called to carry good news down to Nineveh. Jehovah said, hey, uh, Jonah go. But Jonah was hard of herring and he said, well, Lord, I don't know. You see, I'm just a chicken of the sea. I get ill when I'm speaking. I'm afraid of large groupers. I just uh, clam up when speaking. Jehovah said again, hey, Jonah, go. I ain't asking. I'm telling you so. Oh, a whale of a tail. Something sounds very fishy to me. Oh, a tail of a whale. Something sounds very fishy to me. Well, how on God's earth a man could survive three days in a whale and still be alive? A whale of a tail, something sounds very fishy to me. The song just uh, fillets me. So, uh, packed and ready for his uh, trip abroad, the fear began to enter this holy man of God. He said, Nineveh will never believe. Well, I, I'll flounder around like a, a, a fish out of sea. Jonah took Satan's bait, hook, line, and sinker. Holy mackerel, this sucker just did not use clear thinking. Why, instead of God's porpoise, he chose <laughs> to seal away and let everything go. Oh, a whale of a tail, something sounds very fishy to me. A tale of a whale, something sounds very fishy to me. Well, I'll never know just how he survived three days in a well and came out alive. A whale of a tale, something sounds very fishy to me. Then, as quick as a flash, a great storm arose, and Jonah's ship selfishly tossed to and fro. The winds were all blowing, the waves were white capping, and Jonah was a snoring away in his napping. The crew suddenly realized their source of dilemma, and they kind of grabbed onto Jonah and said, Dude, have a nice swimmer! And Jonah cried out, Lord, save my soul. And then a whale came and swallowed him whole. He's got a pretty serious haddock. And Jonah repented for his uh, shellfish disbelief. And the original jaws threw the shrimp on the beach. Yeah, on the brim of disaster, his lesson was learned. When the headmaster says go, then dude, school is adjourned. So be bold and be brave and perch the good news. <laughs> Obey and believe what God tells you to do. Whale of a tail, something sounds very fishy to me. Oh, a tail of a whale, something sounds very fishy to me. A source of frost. A whale of a tail, something sounds very fishy to me. Mel Torme, a whale of a tail, something sounds very fishy to me. A tail of a whale, something sounds very fishy to me. Well, I'll never know just how he survived three days in a whale and came out alive. Whale of a tail, something sounds very fishy to me.
All right. Well, this is great. It's great being at the fire escape in Lakeland, Florida. I was thinking about being a, a disc jockey, you know, southern disc jockey. I figured uh, I need to kind of get some lip exercises, you know, to, to be able to pronounce all those words on the, on the radio, radidio. And so I, I, I come up with a, a kind of a, I call it a, a parable in F. Feeling footloose and frisky, a feather-brained fellow forced his fond father to fork over his farthings. He flew far to foreign fields and fritted his fortune, feasting fabulously with faithless friends. Finally, facing famine and fleeced by his fellows in folly, he found himself a feed-flinger in a filthy farmyard. <laughs> Fairly famishing, he feigned he would have filled his frame with forage food from the fodder fragments. Fooey! My father's flunkies fare far fancier, the frazzled fugitive fumed fervishly. <laughs> Frankly, facing facts. While frustrated by failure and filled with foreboding, he fled forthwith to his family. Falling at his father's feet, he cried, Father, I have flunked and fruitlessly forfeited family favor. But the faithful father, forestalling further flinching, frantically flagged the flunkies to fetch forth the finest fatling and fix the feast. <laughs> well, the fault-finding fratter frowned on the fickle forgiveness of the former father. His fury flashed, but fussing was futile. The far-sighted father figure, such filial fidelity is fine. But what forbids fervent festivity for the fugitive is found? Unfurl the flags with flare and let fun and frolic freely flow. <laughs> Former failures are forgotten. And forgiveness forms the foundation for future fortune. I'm not being facetious. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say, Justin, how'd you ever become such a good preacher? All right, I said, Justin, how'd you ever become such a good preacher? And I said, well, ever since I was a little kid, I, I sat down on my daddy's pew on the, on the front row where he frothed. You know those things they give you to fan yourself? Don't fool yourself. Those things aren't fans. They're splatter screens. Well, I sat down on the front row with my splatter screen. And I learned from my daddy. And I learned if you're going to be a successful minister, you got to know how to preach. But before that, you got to have a woman. And she ought to be your wife. Who plays the piano, sings alto, cooks fried chicken, and looks good at conventions. And you got to be able to say God with three syllables. Else you ain't got the Norton. And the sermon goes a little bit like this. The Lord said to Noah, Ooh, He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark and I want you to build it out of gopher wood. And Noah says to the Lord, He says, Lord, what's gopher wood? And the Lord said to Noah, he said, Noah, shut up your silly questions and go for wood. <laughs> so Noah took his axe and he went chopping on the tallest cedars of Lebanon. But what should happen as he's chopping? But that axe head flies off the handle and into the river Jordan. But did that axe head sink? No, it did not sink, but it began to swim. And Noah reached for that axe head, but it swam away from him. And it reached for that axe head, but it swam away from him. So Noah called on the ravens, and the ravens brought the axe head to him. Who can you say hallelujah? Oh, I want to go there. When Noah finishes building the ark, he says, It's time to bring the animals on board the ark. So the animals came on board the ark two by two the elephants and the kangaroos. 
And he says, hold it. Hold it. I'm missing a leopard. And it cries out, hey, I'm missing a leopard. And who should come along at that time but Elisha? And he brought him name of the leopard. And he got on board the ark. <laughs> well, he's looking over the animals and he says, hold it. Hold it. I'm missing a billy goat. He says, I'm missing a billy goat. And who should come along at that time but Shadrach, Meshach, and the billy goat. And they get on board the ark. Well, all the animals were on board the ark, but one stubborn donkey, Balaam's donkey. And Noah says to the donkey, donkey, get on board the ark. And the donkey turned to Noah and he says, Noah, I ain't getting on board that ark. It ain't seaworthy. So Noah says, it's time to build an altar. And he goes down to the brook and he picks up five smooth stones. <laughs> and he builds him an altar and he says to the donkey, donkey, if you don't get on board the ark, you're going to be the first bird offering on this altar. Who donkey, get on board the ark. Who can you say, hallelujah? Oh, I want to go there. Well, all the animals were on board the ark. No one went down to the bottom of the ark to pray. And he sends Mrs. Noah up to the top of the ark to look for rain. And she says, I see no rain. <laughs> the second day, I see no rain, Noah. <laughs> the third day, I see no rain. Fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, I see no rain. Arks begin to smell pretty funny about right now. <laughs> the seventh day, Noah goes down. And he's in her And she says, Noah, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Well, the rains came down and the floods came up. I said, the rains came down and the floods came up. And that old ark was tossed around like a boat on the lake of Genesaret. When what should happen but a giant whale came and swallowed up that ark. <laughs> well, that old ark sitting in the belly of a whale when they hear a And they lowered Brother Jonah down through the roof. <laughs> and he was immediately made whole. Woo, can you say hallelujah? Oh, I want to go there. Well, that old whale's feeling a turning and a turning and a turning and a turning. And it throws up that ark onto Mount Ararat. Well, on board the ark was an Ethiopian eunuch. And it says to Noah, he says, Noah. What doth hinder me from being baptized? There is much water here. <laughs> so Noah threw open the doors of the ark. He steps out on the waters. The waters peel back in their own dry ground. <laughs> well, David and his men were marching along. And David says to his men, men, let us bring the ark into the city. <laughs> so David and his men go to bring the ark into the city. When who should David meet on that road to Jerusalem but that old nemesis Goliath. And David says to Goliath, Goliath, silver and gold have I none. Oh, but such as I have give I thee. One for every tribe of Israel and a stone in the death. <laughs> and it took a last sword and they locked his head off. And the blood flowed as high as a horse's body. <laughs> well, David and his army are nearing the city gates of Jerusalem. When who should be taunting them from that tower but that a wicked witch Jezebel? And David says, Cast her down. And they cast her down. And she cries out, oh, I'll have a double portion. <laughs> and they cast her down again. <laughs> Seventy times seven they cast her down. <laughs> and now the fragments that remained were enough to fill 12 basketfuls. <laughs> Woo! Woo! 
Well, David and his men are nearing the city gates. And they're trying to get the ark through the city gates. And they're trying to... Wouldn't fit through. And the tribe it wouldn't fit through. So David calls on Samson, and Samson carries off the gates of the city. But as he did, the winds came. But those gates prevailed. Then storms came. Those gates prevailed. The winds came. The storms came. And then hailstones fell. Hailstones the size of pebbles to boulders, and they smashed the gates to dust. <laughs> because it is written, the gates shall not prevail against the hail. Bow your heads and let's take up an offering. Woo! Prosperity, every promise in the book is for me. A new Mercedes and a house by the sea. Why name it, claim it, frame it, and have prosperity. Oh, prosperity, prosperity. A televangelistic theology. But don't believe it when it's called heresy. Why, they've seen the light, it's dynamite, it's prosperity. Well, I need a diamond ring Cause I'm a child of the king And the clothing that I wear Must come from Saks Fifth, not from Zares And why stand the ridicule Of not owning a private pool And tennis courts, membership at resorts And a condo on the beach in Belware Prosperity, prosperity, every promise in the book is for me. A new Mercedes and a house by the sea. Why name it, frame it, claim it, and have prosperity. Oh, prosperity, prosperity, a televangelistic theology. But don't believe it when it's called heresy. Why, they've seen the lightest dynamite this prosperity. Why, he keeps giving our desires If by faith, hey, we'll aspire To send our offerings in For the blessings to begin We've got to sow that seed of faith To one day celebrate Why, you'll never be sick You'll be filthy rich And we'll all have tons more than what we can spend it's time now to do the prosperity dance. <laughs> that you're starving well as for me my face is stuffed you know what it all boils down to brother sister your faith is not enough but God said that he'll supply so trust him and confide but don't look to me with your petitions and pleas to give up my harvest to meet others needs no prosperity Prosperity is for me. I'm talking to ya. Prosperity, prosperity is for me.
Yeah, I'm thinking about starting my own television ministry, too. Good price on them nowadays. <laughs> Go home. Are you from Alabama? I know these people from Alabama. They're always the last ones to leave. It's the only way they can find their cars. about coming out with my own denomination now. Hey, everybody can have one. And uh, of course, this would be my theme song, The Church of the Unleavened Bread. Oh, it's the Church of the Unleavened bread. Oh, the Church of the Unleavened Bread. It's amazing what you'll see, all the weird things they believe, but nothing less than you'd expect, cause they're all just barley fed in the Church of the Unleavened Bread. Oh, the Church of the Unleavened Bread. The congregation's half-baked and the preacher is a fruitcake in the Church of the Unleavened Bread. Oh, yeah. an average Sunday morning. Folks gather like the week before and the preacher goes a-popping up in order to implore. He says, saints of the congregation, quit a-loafing and arise. Your salvation's getting crusty. Things round here have gone awry. And the coffers bare and empty, running low on dough today. So when you see the plate, don't hesitate. Pumpernickels in and pray for the Church of the Unleavened Bread. Oh, the Church of the amazing what you'll see all the weird things they believe but nothing less than you'd expect cause they're all just barley fed in the church of the unleavened bread oh the church of the unleavened bread the congregation's half-baked and the preacher is a fruitcake in the church of the unleavened bread oh yeah church of the Declare that I'm glazed at the talent of all our guests. The honey buns, layered harmonies are sure to get you blessed. But before they come, we've got someone I'm sure you'll all enjoy. Listen to Mac Karuna tune as he places crumpet for the Lord. And Brother Bagel's coming next to teach us all a brand new song. And Sister Melba's testimony of how the Lord's brought her along in the Church of the Unleavened Bread. Well, the Church of the Unleavened Bread. The congregation's half-baked and the preacher, he's a fruitcake in the Church of the Unleavened Bread. Oh, yeah. Church of the Unleavened Bread. Oh, saints of the sacred loaf, we've got to spread this news to others. And wetting appetites for the slice of life should be our bread and butter. Some say to me, Brother Baker, can I have my cake and eat it too? Or is this pie-in-the-sky theology just for a chosen few? Well, manna, I'm here today to say, you don't have to eat the crumbs. Don't take flight, Jack, cause we're on the attack. Wanna roll till the kingdom comes in the Church of the Unleavened Bread. Oh, the Church of the Unleavened Bread. The congregation's half-baked and the preacher is a fruitcake in the Church of the song, but if you don't, don't get sour, though. I just want to say before you all leave that, uh, hey, watch your toes, because uh, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Yeah. Go around churches a lot, you know, and see all kinds of weird things going on. Notice, uh, a lot of sickness out there in the church. 
Happened to be going through the drugstore the other day. Notice down the different aisles, you know, I've got a, got a little baby boy now. Notice that they got little uh, uh, medicines for babies. Notice they got medicines for adults. And all of a sudden I figured, hey, why not medicines for the church? So I've come up with a few of my own products. How about uh, Tithanol? Makes you numb to the needs around you, and with an unconscious, you're less likely to give money to a good cause. For those tempted to use the graduated tithe, try extra strength tithe and all. Or, um, a la seltzer. Should be taken twice a day while facing Mecca. Comes with a Western culture proof cap. Neo-Orthodox Senephrine. Is your theology all feeling stuffy, all clogged with liberal beliefs? Then what you need is Karl Barth's Neo-Orthodox Senephrine. Guaranteed to clear your church passages and allow you to breathe clearly once again. Or, Clarisol. If you'd rather hide your sins and confess them, apply this flesh-colored ointment to your soul twice a day. No one will ever suspect that you have unsightly sins with Clearasol. And last but not least, Pepto-Baptismal. Feeling sick to your stomach with fellow parishioners? Then what you need to do is fill your baptism with this thick pink medicine and immerse yourself totally. You'll be so sick by the medicines that you'll forget about problems with fellow parishioners with Pepto-Baptismal. Well, I said I was an equally opportunity offender, and I figured if I ain't stepped on your toes yet, I'm gonna get them on this next one. Just bear with us as we sing along to the song of When Dancing Came to Georgia. <laughs> well, when I was a boy just growing up, bearing a bigger than a butter bean, <laughs> my mama and daddy laid down the rules as strict as you ever seen. They said, Cussing and smoking and drinking, son, are sins which are taboo. And dancing is another thing you better hope you'd never do. Well, this was my mindset growing up. I never thought that it would change. Well, let me tell you how just lately in church things got rearranged. See, my church was dead and cold. Ice had formed on all the pews. And folks, they started to think in a ways that thaw the frozen few. They said, let's have a revival. Let's get a preacher from TV. Others said, well, that's a start, but there's some other things we need. We need some banners made with Hebrew words, which we can't understand. And let's start singing them choruses and just throw away the hymns. And we'll send Brother Biddle to Symposium to teach us how to praise. We want to learn that Davidic dance. It's the latest, greatest craze. There was a hopping and a jumping as their feet commenced to thumping on that tiny, tiny floor down near the altar. Started playing, you could see their bodies swaying. I surely thought then my faith would falter. Oh, when dancing came to Georgia to my tiny country church, why the folks I thought were normal were the folks that went berserk. There was a hopping and a jumping as their feet commenced to thumping on that tiny, tiny floor down near the altar. Those not being fed, there'll be a special meeting this afternoon to organize. So bring your leotards and slippers, and you guys, you bring your knickers, cause we're gathering today to revitalize a kind of dance that used to be found in Jewish history. We're going back in time to that day of dispensation. We'll jump around and spin and turn, and anything else we all can learn to moving groove and holy synchronized gyrations. Woo! There was a hopping and a jumping as her feet commenced to thumping on that tiny, tiny floor down near the altar. 
been playing You could see their bodies swaying I surely thought that then my faith would falter Oh, when dancing came to Georgia To my tiny country church While the folks I thought were normal Were the folks that went berserk There was a hopping and a jumping As their feet commenced the thumping On that tiny piney floor down near the altar Enough. And folks, they tire of crazy stuff And strangely start returning to the Bible And instead of fads and gimmicks And techniques which only mimic They find in prayer the true key to revival So when alternatives come round Which often don't seem very sound Don't get your feathers ruffled and feel you've got to fly <laughs> Cause just like CB radios They come on strong and quickly go Just keep on praying that your folks will realize It's humorous to recall How folks jumped in and gave their all And how the congregation looked in skin-tight tutus And I'm thankful this one's passed Cause I don't think that I could last Another Sunday doing things that they all used to Woo! There was a hopping and a jumping As their feet commenced the thumping On that tiny piney floor just like to teach y'all a little bit before you go because I figured if where two or more are gathered there you all should learn something and I thought I'd teach you a little bit on how to speak southern anybody north of the Mason-Dixon line here tonight you know what the Mason-Dixon line is I didn't think so <laughs> well now if you ain't from the south then you're probably north of the Mason-Dixon line a lot of y'all have trouble understanding us Southerners. You say, what does he mean? You know what the plural of y'all is? Anybody know what the plural of y'all is? All y'all. <laughs> That's right. I'm telling you. Anyway, I come up with some words of my own here, and I figured they ought to learn you how to speak Southern. And if you know how to speak Southern, then you can just about go anywhere in the South then. <laughs> Here's a word. You ready? One, two, three. Center. That's where all them women go on Saturdays to them shopping centers. <laughs> oh, this is a great southern word. <laughs> I'm fixing to dig me some worms and go fishing. Now, if you got a long ways to go, then it's probably a... It ain't no animal you wear around your neck, ladies. Ready? When dancing came to Georgia. <laughs> they say the best thing to come out of Georgia, I-75. <laughs> oh, oh, this is where you go get you some of that crayfish pie and jambalaya down in Yawlins. It's a two-syllable word. Yawlins. Yawlins. Ready? One, two, three. Yawlins. Ooh, y'all southern already. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Ready. That's Elizabeth Taylor's first husband, Ratchet Burton. <laughs> nice night tonight, isn't it? I know exactly what you mean by that one. Or you can say it in the negative. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. It works both ways. This is always plural, and it's a two-syllable word. Now, if you as a northerner, I was, I was over at the breakfast shop the other day, and I, I heard a northerner say, you know, I think I'm going to try me one of those grits. I say, lady, you're going to be hungry. <laughs> It's grits. Grits. Or you can say Georgia ice cream. Now there's more of these than there are people. Baptist. 
One, two, three. Wrench. Wrench that dish rag out and wipe that youngin's nose. One thing I can't stand is nastiness. I don't, that girl don't care nothing for him. I wouldn't go out with him. He don't care for you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I mean? That's where you go. I don't go to these as much as I used to. To the Baba. Some of you don't know. This ain't a toupee. This is the real stuff. I know a lot of you thought that was a toupee I was wearing. You know, a, face, a fake bald head, you know, like Telly Savalas. It's real. My wife gives me chrome polish for my birthday. They say if you go bald here, you're a thinker. If you go bald here, you're a lover. My wife says if you go bald here or in here, you just think you're a lover. care nothing for that. I found a scripture in the Bible for baldness, though. Thank you! <laughs> Leviticus 13.40 says the man who has lost his hair, he is bald, yet he is clean. Who wants to be clean before the Lord? Come on, get your head checked! <laughs> I like signs too. You ever been driving down the highway? Like, uh, see a bunch of. You getting blessed, sister? Speak it, speak it. Somebody give the interpretation. I'm driving down the highway. My favorite sign of. Not my favorite sign, but. One, you know, who, what? who says there's not truth in advertising? I saw a Stucky sign. It says, Eat here. Get gas. <laughs> Guess where I ate? Well, the sign said, Exit now. <laughs> what if we took those literal? Exit now. <laughs> or, Slow children playing. sign of all. My favorite sign of all. And will always be a Shoney's sign. I was driving down the road, looked over to the right, because that's where the sign was. It said Shoney's restaurant, you know. Then over in the right-hand corner it said, we have menus in Braille. Excuse me, but I happen to read your sign. Notice that you have menus in, in Braille. Of course, the road bumps were quite severe coming over. Can you hear the crickets and the bullfrogs? Just the crooked. 
very riveting. When I was a boy, I had the chance to spend a week kind of summer church camp. Didn't know what exactly in the world was in store. I jumped off the bus, and to my surprise, I stood there stiff, just galvanized. I couldn't move a muscle. I was stuck in front of the door. This rapture of beauty which caught my attention was more than a mortal could ever mention. A feline so divine sent straight from heaven. Youth camp love will take you to the stars. Lift you clear to Mars. Oh, what a feeling. Whoa, youth camp love will give you brighter days and cool off them summer rays. It's so appealing. Well, there she was under a pine cone tree, and I knew in my heart it was meant to be. My soul was soaring with the sight of her baby blue eyes. Her hair with a curly cute kind of kink and a smile on her face and flirtatious wink. And I knew right then and there I had to give it a try. So I set out straight a plan to devise. My goal was to familiarize her with a couple of my more distinctive, finer charms. Youth can't love, we'll take you to the stars. Lift you clear to Mars, oh what a feeling Whoa, youth camp love We'll give you brighter days And cool off them summer rays that's so appealing Well, the week went fine as things progressed I bought her sodas and candy and all the rest And like a gentleman, I opened the door and I carried her tray I did all the things that a guy should do I pulled out her chair, I said please and thank you My demeanors and manners were at a peak, I'd have to say I did my best to keep her satisfied While I'm telling the truth, I ain't telling no lies I spent the entire fortune of my lifetime In just three days Youth camp love will take you to the stars Lift you clear to Mars, oh what a feeling Whoa, youth camp love will give you brighter days And cool off them summer rays that's so appealing well, we went to the service, the Lord had his way, the preacher preached, and we began to pray. And me and Susie Lou went forward in an act of dedication. I said, Lord, I'll follow your command. I'll do your will as you have planned. A special time of holy consecration. While I was there down on my knees, Susie Lou snuck out and sat with Steve. I get to call to missions in China, and she gets to call to leave. You can't love We'll take you to the stars, drop you off on Mars, and leave you stranded. Oh, you can't love. We'll drop you like a rock, send your love life into shock. It's underhanded. You can't love. We'll take you to the stars, lift you clear to Mars. Oh, what a feeling. Oh, you can't love. We'll give you brighter days and cool off them summer rays. It's so appealing. While I was in school, I went to Bible college in Florida. And the difference between Bible college and regular college is we have the Bible. <laughs> and we took American literature. And we didn't even like need the Bible because it wasn't written in America. And I said, this won't work. I mean, I'm training for the ministry. And so there was a popular writer by the name of Edgar Allan who wrote quite a famous poem called The Raven Evermore. <laughs> and I thought about that and I said, this should not just be for the populace. It also should be for those training for the ministry. So that year in, in Bible college, I took it upon myself to rewrite the poem and I really don't think I've performed it since so I need some help to really make this work I need some sound effects from the audience and so together it's raining outside but we can't tell if it's raining inside could we get a little wind and rain good now I need someone who has a gift a dog and could do a howling dog. Oh, oh. Oh. 
not the same, but it is very close. There were many animals that scurried up the tree. Uh, just, could you could you bring that out one more time? Just bring one more time. Oh, we're gonna need it. I want that. Come on. Who let the dog out? You, you, you. Oh! Scary now. Make it a scary dog. Scary dog. What a pit bull. And I need I need a screeching cat from over here. Screeching cat. Anyone? Anyone? Yes. That's a kitty cat, but we if that pretend he's hunting it. And uh and like can can you are you gonna do the cat? Screech it. Screech the cat. Louder. Like someone just stepped on it. Yeah. Yeah. I want that cat. And I want four dogs. And I need a hoot out. Somebody, you on the back row there looking like a Baptist. Uh, it's all right. I'm sorry, I meant Gentle Ben. That's what I meant. All right, so you. You've got the hoot owl, you, and I'm going to point, and you're going to deliver as I direct. And I shall render to you the raven rewritten. Maybe. Silence. Rain and wind. but I'm looking for the hound of Baskerville. This goes a lot easier in the South. They even add bird calls. Oh, wow, that's a fearful turkey. Thank you. All right. And here we go with quiet rain. upon a midnight dreary as I pondered weak and weary over many sermon topics topics guaranteed to bore while I nodded nearly napping suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping rapping at my office door ah, some silly deacon nothing more as I sat and thought it over there in such a bleak October Feeling pretty sad and sober, through my preaching files I'd pour. Some are gone, folks were returning to the pews for Bible learning, with a quite annoying yearning hard for pastors to ignore. Entertainment, they cried. Woo, woo, woo. Evermore. But the sound I heard of knocking at my door too late for locking still was roaring and was rocking why on earth this late uproar in there flew a raven stately <laughs> blowing me away quite greatly for i haven't seen one lately at the church i'm working for but there he perched <laughs> and nothing more i resumed my restless squirming searching for a worthy sermon scanning volumes french and german spread upon my desk and floor i give up my self-defeated sure inspired preachings needed but my themes have been repeated till my people start to 
Snore? Quoth the raven, Bridget Moore! Great, I thought now birds are flocking to my study just for mocking. Big time burnout time for locking. Oh, first church has lousy door. <laughs> Wait a minute, cried the bird. I know you think me weird, absurd, but as it yet to you occurred, and I for one may know the score of sermons fresh forevermore. I stopped to listen quite dumbfounded. It was right insane. It sounded yet. His words seem firmly grounded in a truth one can't ignore. What you said in desperate reaching, that my friend is Christian preaching, that your folks are searching for. Well, that's simplistic, I protested. Why, television's just infested with slick preaching. I'll be bested if I'm just myself a bore. Hogwash, bah, the bird disputed. God has never yet recruited one to be some fancy-suited salesman from his holy store, just yourself, nothing more. If you're dried up, never hide it. Simply try to climb inside it, then confess it and confide it to the ones you're preaching for. Authentic preaching really delves not in those books upon your shelves, but in his truth inside ourself. It's at the very core. Preach the truth forevermore. Then I asked him quite glad-hearted, just before the bird departed, how he'd ever gotten started learning pastor lore. It's a job, the raven stated. Sold insurance, which I hated. <laughs> I love my job. I'll never trade it. Then I watched him soar. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe to your office door.